the high road welcome back to the high road we're on the high road so we're taking the high road <laughs> like that so it's me your host sunny mono and my beloved guest please i'm not your guest <laughs> my co-host is julie you know my co-host now i mean you don't see your name again my name is Becca Zatchinen, but I'm sure we all know that by now. Yeah, everyone knows. I know, but, but people don't actually know your name is Zatchinen. Everyone calls you Shinen, Shinen. Mm, that's because, like, during introduction, I usually just say Shinen. I'm just now getting to that stage where I'm like, I need to introduce yeah, myself Shinen. with my phone. Yeah, Shinen is already the brand, except you want to rebrand. Okay, except Shinen. So, um, that's by the way. So, um, we're welcoming back to this episode. It's been ages it's in a month savvy i think more than a month yeah i still remember the last time we recorded i was talking about how arsenal needed to defeat man city <laughs> and here we are today a lot has happened since then oh boy i've gone through pain see arsenal made me so emotional but i went through four stages of grief <laughs> but here we are we but you should be used to it now we bottled, an we bottled the league and Hi God, <laughs> we bought to the league after staying on the table for like seventy five percent of the season. Ateta, I'm not forgiving for this one. I'm just waiting for next season. If you do anyhow next season, what do you mean by you're not forgiving him? If anything, you should be on your knees thanking him for what? For even giving you the the, the glimmer of hope that you can even stand a chance of winning the Premier League. See, it's better for me to be in fourth or second trap. Nah, so they go talk. Nah, so, put me nah, there, so, nah, so, nah, so. bring me down. Nah, so. Oh, it's just like now you okay. You prefer it's not whether you should be being your grass story, then you prefer grass to grace, then Never. grace back to grass. That's why, although you're an Arsenal fan, so you would obviously say that uh, let's leave this Arsenal thing aside. I beg before it to turn to banter. I'm not, I'm not in the right frame to banter about football. I've not recovered from this season. I think we should just move on to the title or to the topic of today's episode yeah so for today's episode we're talking about journey we're talking about our journey as you can see we have no guests today yep so it's just me and this guy this guy here and we're talking about our journey so both of us we are getting to our mid-20s now abby bro Okay, you know, they, why did you have to say that? This guy has been his meeting. twins. I'm joining. <laughs> My <me>. God, <laughs> that was unnecessary dragging. <laughs> yeah, why would guy, you? Why would you call me out in front of the world? This guy has been swimming in his meet twenties. Ah, nah, this is not nice. This is not nice. Yeah, I've been swimming in your meet twenties, so I'm just joining you here now. So we're talking about journey. So what's that one memory that I can I'm fond of, like from childhood? That one memory, very really small. What place was it, and what can you remember? One very fond memory. Fun? Does it have to be a fond memory? Nah, fond, fond. So oh, fond memory. Yeah. I think for me, I'll start from the very beginning. I think I've shared the story with you before. Share it, I don't know. It was when I was first birthed. If that's the word, like when I was still a toddler. So apparently, my parents they they went through this phase where it was almost like the whole world was against them. I was in the hospital. My yeah. mom was in the hospital. Bruh. Like she, in the process of like trying to cater for me and everything, yeah. she went back home to prepare like a meal to bring back, mm-hmm. um, to come back to the hospital to take care of me. And in the process, she stepped on a nail and she got admitted in the same hospital I was admitted in. 
my dad on his way back to mm-hmm. um, Delta to come visit us. He got an accident and he was admitted in the same. Like it was like a whole roller coaster and everything. But for on my own side, like both of them, they both recovered obviously. Mm-hmm. But on my own side, it was almost like the beginning of the end for me, because from what the doctors told them, they said, I think I was diagnosed with cerebral malaria. And if you know cerebral malaria, like the survival rate of that thing is, is very, very low. Even for an adult. Yeah. Let alone someone who is still a toddler. Yeah. So when I was diagnosed, they told my parents that thought this is how it is. He may or he may not survive. Like they gave me like fifty fifty chance of survival. Oh. And even at that they still told my parents that even if I survive, there's a very high possibility that I would not work. That's because the medication they were going to place me on, they were like heavy medications. And there was yeah, every likelihood so that I got injected almost every day. Like they were injecting me left, right, center. So Bruh. they were like, they were just preparing my parents for worst case scenario. Mm. So they were like, there's a possibility that your child may not work. So like try and picture being a parent, your first son in that mind frame. Mm. Like it was obviously hell for them. And Obviously, they prayed and they asked God for my recovery and praise the Lord. I'm here, obviously, so it means I recovered. Yeah. I not only recovered. You're dazzling, you're bouncing. <laughs> I not only recovered. Testimony time. Before I <laughs> hit my first birthday, mm. I started working. And I won't forget. I Let me not say I won't forget because I can't remember everything clearly. But I remember my first year birthday was one of the like biggest occasions to have been held in our area back then like but before they, they invited they invited the chief of um way then like everybody was invited everybody the cake and everything was like if you see it was like a wedding cake. massive like, the party was massive the party mm. was ma- i think i still have a picture of that day but i can't yeah, remember why i dropped it but yeah and it's pictures but it was a town it after was a, then it was i never celebrated birthday that was the one and only time. This is make your parents like, like bro, just enjoy this one because you never. Like they just, they just gave me my game. first year and they were like, okay, have this okay, and that's it. That's all, okay. So that's one memory that I feel like has stuck with me because it was the very beginning. So it could yeah. have obviously gone south. Yeah, like if true. if it had gone differently, then I will not be here. But I thank God because I not only pulled through, but he he gave me strength in the sense that. What would have become yeah. a disability for me wasn't a disability and i'm here today yeah a child of destiny like I said as you just mentioned about as you just said your story i think just made me remember a story i think my mom was telling kali recently about when she was pregnant and snake i think she was pregnant with me then she had like a snake attack and it was kind of funny because omo if the snake had beaten her that's how they were not giving birth to me so there'll be no this guy this plug just or, imagine there will be no high road guy like you get <laughs> i like, would not be here you would not be here guy like no problem just imagine kali and nesa doing this podcast <laughs> guy you'd be like guy would have quit that guy because it would have been boring so i think that's i think on our phone memories when i was three i think that's my the one i can remember that i can visualize i was three years imagine me not able to really talk i go climb bike <laughs> Like I started the bike, that was the funny thing. I think the key was there, so I started the bike, and I broke my arm. Wait, wait, wait. You mean you tried riding it yourself? 
Yeah, everybody was inside the house. Bloody hell, man. Everybody was inside the house. I think, okay, my mom was in Abuja. So I traveled home with my dad. So we're in our village. I saw a bike with <laughs> I sneaked. Your curiosity peaked. Guy, I climbed the bike. And funny enough, I think I started the bike. I don't know how I started that bike. I started the bike. So in the process of starting the bike, you know, if you start a bike, you have to, you know, balance. So it's just inside. Well, they don't know this one. I just want to hold the handle and move. The bike fell on my arm. I broke my left hand. Oh. I've broken both my arms. Both both oh. fracture. Like different instances. I think this was, this was when I was three days on. I think I was in chest two when I broke this one. So you see, like, I was like, ah. Inside my mom looks at me like, ah, this boy. This boy. This boy. I've really broken these two hands. And you'll not still rest. You'll not still rest. I think that's another memory. I think I was three years old. And I had a fracture on my hand. Oh well, that's like a really bad memory. And it's one memory that I doesn't want to leave in my head. I've forgotten playing things, but I can still remember when I was thinking. I can still visualize it in my head. Sometimes I just close my eyes and I see it playing in my head. Like, guy, this is what happened when you were. Like, guy, you don't be troublesome person from when you smoke. Speaking of injuries or broken arms and broken hands, yeah, I think the amount of injuries I've gotten, I can't remember all, but the ones I can remember clearly, I think I've broken my right arm. Um, my my pinky toe, my right pinky toe, I almost cut it off clean once. Bruh. I think it was during our um I was in primary school then. It was during mm-hmm. our entire sport heat, so I was representing Pink House, so and I was like the I was like the few. Please, let's not even start. <laughs> I hated the fact that I was one of the only guys in Pink House, but it is what it is. Yeah, the ladies man right from day one. I pray, <laughs> I pray. <laughs> oh my, that was it too. So like. Um, I went for the entire sport heat. I was representing Pink House in 100 meters and 200 meters. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how 100 meters races where, like, it's just going. And yeah. for 200 meters, it's going and coming. Mm-hmm. So, for the 100 meters, the end of the race was usually in, like, front of a wall. Yeah. Because the way the school structure was, there was, like, a uncompleted building mm-hmm. at the end of it. So, like, when we run to the end of the um, wall, Instead of stopping, you know, we are running at full pace now. Mm-hmm. So instead of stopping, we'll run, then we jump, match the wall, then we land to like slow ourselves down. Okay. So that was how I carried myself with my coconut head. We ran race. I think I came dead last safe. I can't even remember. We ran race and I jumped. Immediately I jumped on the wall and I landed. <laughs> I landed on the broken bottom. And that's how the thing just pierced through my right pinky toe. It pierced in, came out from the other side. And like the whole flesh around that area was gone. It was just the bone that was holding my leg. Oh, Mumumi now, when I finished, I looked down. I saw blood everywhere. I was like, ah. I just carried pure water um, nylon and tied my leg back. And I went to go and play ball. So like while we're playing the match, I like I could not kick ball now. My toe was literally dangling. So I was like, since I can't be a striker or midfielder, I went to go post. I became goalkeeper. My leg was bleeding profusely. Like, it was really, really bleeding. It got to a point that I didn't know from loss of blood, you could pass out. Like, I it, I never knew something like that. I was in primary school. What did I know? Yeah, so, I like, while I was there in the goalposts, I started feeling lightheaded. Like, I was feeling dizzy. I didn't know what the cause was. I thought maybe, na injury, yeah. na ego. Just. Exactly. So, a teacher of mine, Auntie Pat, I will never forget that. I don't know how it happened, yeah. but I think she saw like traces of blood from where I 
cut my leg earlier. Yeah. So she like followed it. And then it just led that to me in front of goalposts. But the next thing I saw was one heavy knock on my head. <laughs> she started shouting. She was like, what is this? What is you going to kill her for your... <laughs> like, it was when I saw the reaction of the teachers around me. That's when I knew how serious my injury... I, initially, I didn't know it was that. Serious. I was like, not just injury. Mm. Not be today with a wound now. Like, mm. when they go play ball with a wound always. So I was yeah. like, ah. But when I saw they were panicking and everything, then it dawned on me, like, guy, this thing might be serious. Yeah. So... As they were talking, I was still feeling lightheaded. I was like, that was when I started like wanting to start passing out. So they rushed me. I think a couple of my friends, they backed me from school because my primary school was in the barracks where we stayed. So they backed me. Like they were taking turns backing me till we got home. Bruh. Maybe we just entered the house. My mom saw me. She just started crying. She was like, she she you want to kill me. Trust African parents now. She started panicking. She started like, that was how she carried me straight. Yeah. We went to um, the um, military barracks in Ogorodi. Then they took me into the theater. It just knocked me out and I woke up later and I saw, um, what do you call it? They had stitched my leg back. You've been made whole. And they told me to just take it easy. Like, I could not walk. I think... I was, I think, I, I don't think, okay, no, I don't think I use crutches, but like they tied the leg so heavily so that even when I put um, pressure on it, it's not tear the stitches. Yeah. So that was how God saved my toe. Maybe you, you put, you know, they call me toe less. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Yeah. And for any other serious injury, I think another serious injury I had was bicycle related. It was when I went, to, I was, um, mm-hmm. I was trying to do this thing where when you drive a bicycle, you take your hand off the bicycle, mm. then you pull your shirt, turn mm. it, then you wear it back. Guy, I drive by school, I don't go like ah. Stuntman. So you like I started stunt. I started the yeah. process. I usually do it, but mm-hmm. like when I'm riding with my friends and everything, we usually do it and like we are like healing ourselves, hyping ourselves. Mm. So that day I was like, Street. let me do it alone. And my bicycle, the you know bicycles, they are handles, they have like covers, protective covers. Yeah. Mine had already, like, torn off. It was just metal that was there. So as I was doing it now, only me on the streets, I started, I removed my hand, everything was okay. Maybe I tried pulling my shirt, mm. then the shirt just got stuck on my neck. So while I was trying to struggle Ooh, to, like, yeah. the bicycle hand to just then twisted, then I just went forward, my chest... Remember, my shirt was already half. So it was just my bare chest that was there. <laughs> now I saw this thing just creep my chest. It packed like a chunk of my chest off. And just... I just came down. I just removed my skin from... <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. I removed my skin from the um, handle of the bicycle. And I was like, whoa. I checked. I saw blood everywhere. Yeah, this is like but that's not the weird part of the story. The weird part is, till that injury healed, no single soul in my house knew. Like, when I go home, I wore the shirt to cover the injury. Then when I go home, I went to the bathroom. I locked myself in. I got hot water. I started pressing this thing, pressing. I was shouting, like, <laughs> I was shouting inside the bathroom. Oh, boy, like, you know this kind of shout, you know what I mean? They hear you. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I was, that was how I massaged this injury till it healed. Yeah, and not a soul found out till today. Nobody knew. Yeah, this is, like, a scene of, like, <laughs> final destination. <laughs> I say, like, ah, yeah, I just think of the blood. Bro, it wasn't funny. It was like when I saw, when I removed my skin, I was like, Jesus. Right. The first thought, 
Do you know the first thoughts that came to me was not the fact that I just enjoyed it. Was what would my mother do to me? I'm oh. dead. Yeah, that's, that's actually the mom. Sick yeah. will kill me. I was like, nah. There's no way she's finding out about this. Like, so, I was like, ah, no, no, no. I had to keep it secret. I think one. I think this is just trigger one memory. I think I think I was in GS one. I was in the seminary, so it was like seven p.m. I was ironing. I'm just trying to be. As you just said, seminary. I'm trying to picture you as a priest. Yeah. So it was in seminary. It was it was seven p.m. It was in the minor seminary. It was seven p.m. in Adankulu. I can never forget. So I was trying to iron, and that time we we're using charcoal iron. And I was like a very good charcoal iron. Then some people were laughing. Yeah, I was an expert. I used iron for seniors. I was just one. I used iron for seniors. Like I was really good. So I think it was seven p.m. I was trying to iron. It was we we're about to close school. I think that was just one third time. We're trying to wrap up school work. So school was really busy. So I was trying to iron for the senior. I think I finished my ironing my clothes. So you know you have to go out before you have to blow you have to blow the iron now so you have to put the coal and everything so i think i was outside and yeah i was outside so i was trying to like get more charcoal now so in the process of getting you know it was 7 p.m everywhere is already dark now anomaly in school they've already warned that in the night always go with your torchlight me now streets boy you know i know my way my way know me i just stepped outside and i was walking towards where the charcoal was and next night i just felt something under my leg nearly under my leg i knew so i was not trying to act smart so i was trying to move my leg quickly so i removed my leg quickly to step back i matched another knee ah jesus yeah like i said i could not even shout i was just shocked so i removed it by myself so after funny enough i went back i went back to ion the pain was sharp but it was giving me this you know this sweet kind of pain <laughs> I don't you have, have to you have high tolerance for pain. Like in this kind of suit, so it was give me you no know, letting like, like this is doing you like one drawing pain when it's that kind of pain. So I wasn't really feeling it. So I, I cleaned the blood. I tied my leg. I was forming OG from IG. Tied my leg. You know, I went back to iron. After I finished ironing, I went to meet meet one senior. Like I was not showing my leg. It's not like ah, don't worry. Now brought my leg. Now put knife. Now carried fire. I put knife. Put red oil or something. Knife, the knife, and the red oil on top. So when the red oil was now hot, small. Mm. Yeah, that was when I Jesus. knew. That's the first time I knew real pain. All this pain that they say, all this pain that we're going to pay, you see, somebody scratch your leg, you bleed. The primary school, I already, my teeth, somebody blew me. Primary school, my two teeth removed. This one was like, no few pain. This was the first time I felt pain that could kill. Guy, mm. I was, guy, people held me back. I removed my, oh I my you know, God. you have power. I removed my hand. Guy, I was screaming. And guess what? The next day, after this thing, I felt better. That night, after this thing happened, everybody was like, You see, she said the work, you see, say the work. I slept well, I did not feel anything. When I woke up in the morning, I could not walk. Guy, well, I could not walk. If you see, when I now looked at it, it looked so dark. Like, mm. like it was looking like black magic, like I matched jam or something. It was looking so dark. Like, guy, that's when it's I fear. Like, see, they say you should use touch and walk. Started talking to myself, like this boy is when now you are regretting. So it was really, it was really sad. I could not walk. That you jack me to, that jack me to like um, what they call it. That jack me to like to wait. So what is called that time clinic? Well, it's not clinic. They call it. It's something they call it. One funny name. <laughs> no one is called. I can't remember. They went to clinic. The nurse there say ah they don't have tetanus injection. Blah blah blah. Guess what the next day was? It was graduation day. So imagine graduation, my papa they come school. 
I don't carry first. I don't carry second. I don't carry third. You carry me. The little I carry in a trauma. <laughs> an injury. Jesus. So I said I felt. So the whole thing was me, guy. Guy, you know, perform well in school. So I felt so bad. I took six. Six. I never forget my pressure. I took six. It was, I felt so bad. So I was just crying. I cannot walk. My father will not be proud of me. And this was like local jazz. My father had to leave Abuja to come. This is like local jazz. He's traveling to go and fix and he's, the only thing I can give him is baggage of pain and shame and disgrace. So it was really, I think that was the first time I said, I think that's one of the first time I did self-reflection in my life. <laughs> I'm serious. I had to self-reflect because he taught me, I learned a lot from the experience. And that was the first time I, I thought about being serious in my life. Because period that when I was in primary school, the only thing I used to do, just going to write exam, draw. I did not have a notebook. I didn't used to copy notes. But I used to read all the literature books. Then what I used to do again, I used to play football. We play football I off my shirt please one time i off to my shirt to play football in primary school and when the megad came out especially us, i left my shirt on that was on a friday i jumped to the school fence so when we came back on monday they brought my shirt to assembly and they flogged me and gave me my shirt so i was like so i was really like a terrorist so come back to this experience my leg my leg was swollen they didn't have tetanus injection i was inside the hall the graduation hall shaking i cannot walk so anything i want to do someone has to help me so i just sat down there pain crying the the, cry, the crying part and the pain part was not just physical pain i was going through a little emotional because that was the first time i was like hi money cannot keep living life like this <laughs> this cannot be how you want to live your life because academically you're not doing as much as you should should be better me i knew i was better than that so i knew i was not giving my best at that point in time so it was really painful i felt the pain then i felt the pain my parents were feeling like these people made a lot of sacrifices yeah. to me here then this is all I can give them. When my dad came, my dad was crying. Now, why is it that they cannot? When my dad saw me, people are helping me to work. I had to clean. Hey, to make sure it was me, he was seen. So he was really angry. He was like, he didn't even put much blame on me. He was just angry at school authorities that they would have treated me better. How do you know I have tetanus yeah, injection? Yeah, but you know, I wanted to ask because I have a cousin who went through the same experience. This whole hot palm oil pouring in the leg yeah. thing. I think she said on the nail too, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember where exactly. But what medical school did they get that treatment from guys yeah, school of the, the whole, street the whole idea but I, I don't know i'm sorry the whole idea of pouring hot oil not even hot water hot yeah. oil into an open injury yeah. like what's the logic behind curing it like, i don't even get it i yeah, seriously do not get it because yeah. my cousin her own case was so serious that yours was once but mm. i think they kept on doing it for like days they would pour hot oil in her leg it got so serious that if she had not, if my auntie had not gone to her school yeah. at the time she did, they probably they probably would have amputated her leg. Yeah, like it was that serious, and it was the school matron that was doing this to her. I don't you know. Mama, it was even the seniors that was, doing, that was helping me to do this. So when my dad saw me, my dad just took me from school. He didn't even say anything to me. Cause when I went to college, tetanus injection. They said don't give me injection. It was a female. I think it was a female nurse or something. With the female doctor. I can't remember. My channel was doing shy shy. I don't want that to see my boom. That's when my dad became angry. My father was like, yeah, yeah, life on death. <laughs> you see the eye bomb bomb. <laughs> you know they say if you die now, nah, they will just carry the body. <laughs> hey, who do you think you are? They will just naked you. So that was the first time in that parrot. He was not like really angry. He was like, see this boy you. I know he's like, see this boy you. He's like, before I was saying that, before I was just saying a lot of words. But all this is not the end of my head because guy, even if I was just speaking, oh, yeah, no, okay, okay. <laughs> so they not give me I think they gave me the injection. I think that was the last time I went back to that seminar. That was the last time I spent. That was the last memory I had of being that seminar. That was the last day I didn't go back. 
I think I was supposed to go back for GS2. I was like, I was like, I can't go back. I decided because I, really, I don't really wear uniform. See, make I resume just the second first time. I was like, I can't go back. I was like, sir, this school. It's better because now me know it's in my eye. Don't see for this school. If I go back to this school, I will just probably won't do well again. I was like, nah, because since I did holiday lesson, I glory on prison. I was like, hey, let me just come back to my first love. Let me come back to glory on prison. I beg you to not stress me. <laughs> so my father was like, hey, it's true. After everything that happened. And guess what? In my history, it did to my graduation. Guess what? What? Glass on my leg. Uh. <laughs> so you, you na, na, you are you are in graduating. Yeah, like anytime like something <laughs> important is supposed to happen. One very big bad luck could just cause it. Speaking of graduation, I never attended any of my graduations. From nursery school to SS3. I think the first time I attended like a graduation was my convocation. Congrats. From uni. Congrats. Because like I remember primary school. I I was supposed to attend primary school. Yeah. But I think that was when I went to Joss for holiday with my elder sister and my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, junior secondary school. Mm-hmm. I did not even have my... My mom legit bought a suit for me to go for my junior secondary school. Them I, did, I did not even... like I, I fashioned it in. My senior secondary school graduation, Yeah. the day I was graduating, mm. my barracks was playing football match with a series. <laughs> I strafe graduation. Go play ball. Yeah, I love of the game. Bro, yeah. like, it was, you know, I love this and game. And you know the way part, yeah. I went for the graduation, mm-hmm. but in my, in my, um, like, football clothes, like, all sweaty and everything, because my younger brothers, they went. Yeah. I was the one graduating. I was in SS3. Yeah. I was the one graduating. Well, my younger brothers, they went as part, they are students now, they went for the graduation. Mm. So, after the graduation, me like I got home, my mom was like, I should go and pick them up from school. Mm. So, I just, I didn't have time to buy for anything. Because they had already, cl- like, finished. Yeah. So as I just drove in, I picked my brothers up. As I was leaving, mm. a teacher of mine saw me and was like, you, you this boy, you this boy. My government teacher was like, you this boy. Yeah, you know one crazy thing about my graduation SS3 was? Let's come out to graduation SS3 was. My graduation SS3, I was supposed to perform. I was supposed to perform a song with my classmates. I think I remember. Like four of us, we were supposed to perform. Because I was in your graduation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember. We were supposed to perform a song, see you again. So, man, I believe, like, it was glass that caught my leg. Went to play ball. Did my graduation. I got to our graduation. They really disgraced us in school because I barbed glass to school. <laughs> so, when I reached school, I took all of us. We went to barb skin. So <laughs> skin for my sister graduation. I had an injury. Serious injury. My leg. I could not wear. So, I was thinking maybe on the day, I would just wear a sock on my leg. It helped me press the injury. I would be able to wear a shoe. So, all my classmates were already dressed. They were already going outside to collect, like, FCS certificate and rest. Me, I was technical director. So, I had, like, like plain certificates to collect you know now so um yes yeah, so i was inside the hostel trying to uh, walk so i'll wear shoe i'll try and walk like for like a long distance so to see i could not even take one step so i put on slippers and it was comfortable for me because i could bend my leg it was middle so i could walk on my toe so i was thinking plenty of things decision, ultimate decisions so are like guy your mother your father your siblings are coming today two it's your graduation you probably walk up because i knew i was going to collect some gifts I was not smart, I beg. Agba students. Yeah, I was good. So, I was already thinking, I'll walk up. Then the performance was supposed to perform. My own part. No place where I could stand one place, they do like, no be lullaby. Yeah, you have to move, you have to gyrate. So I was like, plenty shots. I was like, guy. Were you rapping? Yes. <laughs> I've never heard you rap. I, I, I started my, I started my. Why, why were you rapping? Music. So, who was singing? 
guy um, Ola was singing Ola Ola was a very good singer oh wow yes Ola the Opet was a very good singer Ola was like the best singer in our class male Ola was a very good singer so I was like nah, leave, let's leave you singing OG rap OG rap <laughs> I was singing I, I, funny enough I could sing but I had more love for rap when I was going to school I had mad love for rap so me and Drizzy Taylor Tony Drizzy <laughs> no, you just rap. So you just rap first verse. I rap second verse. You don't see you again now. Yeah, that's yeah, how we did now. Like we are going, we don't see. That's what I brought up the idea. We did rehearsal like twice. So like, guy, how will we do this thing? So I, I, I wore like slippers. Guy, yeah, imagine me on suit with bow tie, oh, white tees and, and slippers. Oh boy, I was walk- I came out of my hostel. My boys were hailing me, Sanzu, Sanzu. That was my nickname then, Sanzu. So when we now went up, because she said we're going to do like match down we're going to match down like all of us walk down together yeah. enter the hall everybody will welcome the graduating center yeah 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 guy when i walked up i saw the crowd and saw everybody guy nobody told me when i wash you i said guy make i the limp make i the feel this pain she said, my head is not correct you see anybody it's me that weird like that now take the pain like that so i wore it i was limping i was my leg i could literally feel my leg dripping sweat inside that shoe. it was a new shoe i was like i still don't use my ugly leg to spoil the shoe this shoe, this fine shoe that my my father bought for me. So it was crazy. It was really crazy. That day I was thinking plenty of in my head. So this was the funny part. So they called me out. Best nickname is Sunny Manu. Gang gang. I did not stand up. <laughs> ah, my father and mother already coming outside. My friend was like, go, just go, just go. Nothing go happen, nothing go happen. Miller stood up. So I took my first step. The pain I felt. Um, I was going to the ground. Somebody just held me. I think it was a girl. I think it was Fever that held me. Fever held me. I just stood up. I just, I was just biting my lip. I started walking very slow, but nobody knew what was wrong with me. Maybe they just felt maybe I was being emotional about Kari Nick. What is the best <laughs> nickname? Is what will make me emotional? I was just emotional about Kai. Man, why is it that bad things always happen to you, or days like this? And I knew, I noticed that it had like a pattern. Anytime like I'm supposed to have like something really important come through for me, one bad thing will just happen. Like something, I'm not calling it bad thing. Something wrong will just happen at that point in time that will make me feel not able to appreciate this very good moment. Fully for take me. it in. Yeah. So that's what happened. I felt. Imagine, imagine the happiness. They called me out like six, five times. Okay, for our second best graduate student in my set. I was first set. I can't remember about first or second. Shout, shout, grab the best grab. You were, you were up there. Best grab since. I came out like six times. Imagine coming out six times with that kind of pain in your leg, walking. So it wasn't just normal for me. Like, that was one of these, like, guy, I can't take all this applauding. I can't take all these things because I'm struggling with one injury that wants to make me jump fall down and die. <laughs> like, so it was really funny. So I've always had like this pattern of where I cannot take things in because something wrong happens. And guess whose fault it is? It's always mine. And if you look at it, it's not like it's really my fault because this just happened. Normally, I play football every day. Yeah. So why is it that this time? That's why my mom used to tell me that. When I have something important, my mom will say, and I was going to play football. My mom remember, tomorrow, I hope you remember tomorrow in church, you are doing this thing. <laughs> so that you're not good to that feed. Now, now the day you can't break hand or something. So that's it. So through my mid-journey, so from like, just one to SS3, I had like rough patches here and there that made me feel sometimes it made me feel less and yeah. it taught me like a little, mm. whole lot of lessons but in between through the in-betweens i cannot say that i was really 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 happy because my gesture to gesture academically i was not doing well 
I was just winging it. I said I was just winging it. As long as I did it, promote me go the next class. It was cool. It was when it was when I got into GS3. Me and my father had a conversation that changed my life. I was going back into school for extension. Extension is when students like GS3 and SS3 are in school. So my father was taking me back to school. So he just initiated his conversation. I was like, what do you need for school? And I was just telling him, okay, I need past questions. I need past question booklets so I can study it for my junior work, this and that. My dad was like, that, that, he, that, he, that he knows, he trusts that. I know that if I settle down to do this thing, that I'll be really good at it. And I was like, that's the first time I actually thought of it. If I sit down to do this book thing, I might be good at it too. I don't know. Because I'm good at football. You're good at this thing. You're good at... What made you feel like the most important thing in school? You're good at every other thing. But this thing that you have not really settled down to do, you feel you're not good at it. And I thought about it. And I was like, hmm, am I really good at it? And that was when I really started studying my gesture extension. But we're really late because we're really done most part of it. And after I had finished studying, I actually did very well. Imagine you know, So many people thought, as, when I was going my first, many people thought I was going to go to science class. Ah, uh, people like guy now science now. Ah, uh, no be you science now guy. We wait for your science class. And I just asked me. And I actually, what was in my mind was I was going to go to science class. I just entered the principal office. Principal just asked me what class you want to go to. And I said commercial. I said in between that I just made that split decision because my sister was studying accounting in university. In the university, I was like ah, I think I want to be like my sister. Although we are fighting now, but my I see my sister like a very big inspiration. She stays in Lagos now. She will not know, but. If she can remember, we used to talk a whole lot of it. I just feel like we both grew up and we had a lot of like differences, so we could not just, you know, nobody wanted to compromise. Like, so for us, we could just fight to go. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'm sure, like, I don't call her my idol, so I had no swell, but she was somebody I looked up to because um, she inspired me a lot. Like, guy, yeah, she's an accountant, why can't I be an accountant? Yeah. I want to be like her. And immediately, I just told you, commercial, I was like, eh, more surprised, like you. So you expect maybe you expected better, like guy, yeah, or maybe you not felt, or you just want to continue this lifestyle. Yeah. Do you not want to be winging your education because you know you will pass? And I remember telling my mom before they left me that day when they dropped me in school because I was in body student. I was like, I'm going to carry first. That's the reason I said. My my mom, I know my mom just looked at me like this boy. You don't start this your nonsense <laughs> stuff because I know I used to blab a lot. I just told that casual. Even me, I don't know what, what made me say. I said, Oh, I'm going to carry first. I was like, Okay. Like carry first to buy you this. And when I said I was going to carry first, the pre- um the proprietor son was passing. His name is Kumi. Uncle Kumi was passing. And I said, the money if you carry first, I'm going to buy you a PSP. That was the greatest mistake you made. <laughs> that was the greatest. I hope he bought it. <laughs> he, bought, he bought it now. I had a lot of games on my PSP. That was the greatest mistake. I was like, me. Mami the challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. And we did challenge. You know, we buy the words of Barney Stinson. You know, we buy school. It's just one after you know it means guy, I'll be like almost like the first guys to have PSP in that school guy. Because I knew only one person had okay, two guys had PSP then. Like, eh, to me to join the elite league, when I be three that have PSP, I was like, this guy made mistake, guy. Hmm. I I started studying. Guy, the person that carries second, you see the gap. <laughs> I give the person. When you have proper motivation, it's guy, amazing what you can do. And that's what and for for you know, that's what changed my educational life, the trajectory of my educational life. From then, it just went straight up. Like I entered another. I gl- I call it now. I want to because the gap was enormous. It was, <laughs> it was too. See, it was crazy. When it was all came out, it was it was it was shocking. It was breaking. It had because I took it to another level. I took the first to another level. It was so easy for me. I started taking science courses. Hmm. I started doing geography. I was in further maths. 
Because I was like, this, this thing, come on, it has become easy for me. <laughs> no, not to blow my bubble, but that's what changed my life. I just told my mom that day. That was the most important thing for me. I still remember how it was. And when I came home, my mom, they bought me my first, like, phone. Not one that my father used phone and give me. <laughs> yeah. My uncle used phone and give me. They took me to a store and bought me a phone. Because they never, they didn't see it coming. It happened. Second time, from then, it just changed my, I don't know if you see my brain, oh, that's when my head opened. <laughs> Or something happened. I don't know if yeah. it was that conversation. But I think what hap- made it happen for me was not my conversation with my mom. What made it happen for me was having a conversation with my sister. See my sister as somebody I wanted to be like, wanted her to emulate. Yeah. And see how she was and how good she was doing. And I said to myself, I said, Emmanuel, I want this life for myself. And since then, I did not stop. I think that's, that was like major, most of the major things that happened. I loved music then. I was really good with soft annotations really early. Yeah really early i think from primary school i was already learning some notation i really loved music then secondary school it wasn't really consistent because you know but in school now yeah yeah so i think that was but music was really my thing i just knew that music and education were the two things i loved very well including football those were the three things apart from that you won't find me anywhere if you want them to serve god just tell me to come and sing <laughs> that i was not really interested in let me say the god factor thing because i felt oh all of us are christians yeah now. yeah oh, all of us could go heaven one day so what I really took serious when I was in college was then friendships also I had a lot of friends. Funny enough, among all my classmates from secondary school, I think I only speak to three people. Nenza, Yazid, David or J four. That's all. I don't speak to any of the girls. I don't speak I, because I had issues with them then. Said I had pride. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> pride in case I had pride. So that's like a story for Nadi Basha. Yeah. But they said I had pride, pride, pride. So that's one of the, And me, the more you are telling me something, it makes me angry. The more I want to do more to prepare you. So I have pride. Let's <laughs> override it. And um, I think special shout out to Mr. Patrick E. Perry, our mass teacher. Most people don't like him. But me, mass. I loved him. <laughs> Nenza's worst. Funny enough, worst I, think that's where, I think that's where me and Nenza's like disparity is as much as we are friends and we're really close. Yeah. There's this difference. He did not like Bahamas. Like, that was his worst teacher. That yeah. was my favorite teacher. Yeah. That was like my idol. Somebody like, I wanted to be like, somebody ba- who wanted ba- to be like. was like Baba Yaga in our house. He was like the boogeyman. Like, his name was always echoing. Yeah, it was like, because, it, like it was he did dark. not like him. And and there's a funny story. I still say it's not like it's true. But there's one time Bahamas came into class and triggered Doin's asthma. Whoa. Yeah. Just the bare sight of seeing Bahamas. Didn't catch asthma. I think when writing YEC exam also, she had problem breathing. Because I see, I see the mask, she see Bama's face on top. <laughs> she got... So, Whoa. for everybody, Bama's is always like... Well, for me, this man was my idol. We talked about football. Although me and Bama's the Korean. Get this. Bama's don't stone me. Look before. But always... It was like that toxic relationship. I'll always come back. Yeah. Because the way he was thinking... This is not this is not how the average human being thinks. The way he explains things, smart. he had this principle: what, how, why, what is the answer, how is it the answer, and why is it the answer, and forever that wanting to be my principle. That's one thing he gave to me. So when people like they hit by mass and they always rant, he said, "I rant because waiting the man doing second class no good." But inside my mm-hmm. heart, I knew I was waking up excited to go to class the next day to have another Bible mass period. I said one of the reasons again I joined for that mass was because by mass was the one taking for that mass. Yeah. So imagine. Double period of mass, double period of full mass. That's like 40, 40 minutes. Mm. That's probably like almost four hours 
or three and a half hours of being in the same room with Bamas, I'll take it in. Hmm. There'll be banter, there'll be insults, there'll be a lot of emotions flowing in. But the yeah. everything imparted in me, I was going to take it anytime, any day. I was always going to take it. So I really love Bamas, but I'm wish I'd say it because all my people, all my friends, it's like Bamas did this, Bamas did that. Oh, you not going to your best friend, your best friend. But for me, it was always different because he changed. He made me. He made me better. And for that, I always hold him in high regards. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, my journey educationally, I was always that daft student. Like <laughs> daft student. I'm not even joking. My primary school journey was it was it was one of the worst. Like I was one of those students who I would come 25th out of 26th, and my joy would be like. Ha, at least not me carry last. I swear. Like, yeah. I won't just stop there. I will yeah. legit go up to whoever took class and I will be like, look how dumb you are. You came last. <laughs> and I'm this like I'm the next in line. So like for me, the whole of primary school was just me like coast like and like you mentioned, I did not really take school serious because yeah. I just felt parasi para go pass. Like yeah. I just didn't have that. I had classmates in primary school who they already knew what they were going to be. Me, I didn't have that experience growing up. Like I was just like, ah, when the when the bridge, when we reach the bridge, we go cross. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had classmates in primary school who they were already focused on this part of I want to be a doctor, yeah. I want to be an engineer, I want to be this, I want to be that. And fair to them, some of them are actually what they wanted to be today. True, but back then I just wanted to ride my bicycle. Sorry, my sister's bicycle. Because the bicycle was not even bought for me. It was bought for my sister because she was always coming first. Yes. But now we drive and pass. I jacked it. So I just wanted to drive bicycle and just catch crews. Like that was my life in primary school. And then when I got into GS1, my parents made a decision on my behalf that at that time I hated them for it. But in hindsight, I see that was what changed everything for me. Yeah. Because I don't know if they knew it, but I later realized in primary school I was in my comfort zone yeah. in the sense that. I already had my people around me. I already had my friends. I was everything familiar with was, the teachers yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Like, I knew my school was, like, trekking distance from my house. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I would so not easy. go to school until I hear they are singing as a, um, what they call it, national anthem. That's when you see me, I'll carry my bag and I'll start throwing to school. Like, I was so comfortable where I was. Yeah. And so, my idea of going to just one, I was like, ah, that's a job. Because my school had Con- a secondary school. <laughs> Continuity. Thank you. My friends were still there and everything. Yeah. My parents just woke up for money and they were like, I'm going to write um entrance exam for my si- in my sister's school. Because my sister, she finished primary school and she entered another school. Separate. Okay. I attended my primary school was in St. Louis. Mm. Then my secondary school was in St. Michael. So my sister was already there. She was already in SS1 when I was entering GS1. And by then, she was already like, everybody like, knew Becca, 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 Becca. Like, everybody knew her. She did glide. So my parents came and they were like, Guy, we're changing your school. Hey, I didn't eat for two days. <laughs> I was keeping money with my mom. Yeah, I was like, for what? Yeah, you went bankrupt. Like, why? <laughs> who, who, who does that? Like, my life. You're playing with my life. Like, it was that deep for me. And so, I wrote the entrance exam. Yeah. Managed to pass. Even though I was trying to sabotage myself. Self-sabotage. They gave me admission. I remember I going to... When I go into the class for the first time, like... You know this this feeling of like your world has ended. <laughs> yes. I, I went I entered in there like a sadist. I was depressed. I was every like I was seeing new faces. Yeah, but God, why to me, me they were like cartoon characters. I just did not care about anything and anybody. I was just dejected. I was I just felt 
and I just sat down in his seat, like at the back. Yeah. The very first day, one guy just walked up to me, and me, I'm the kind of person that I'm very observant, even when I'm not like interested in something. I still want yeah. to observe and see how things play out. So there was this guy, tall-looking fellow, like this. He really entered the class. Yeah. It was like he was, he was like the celebrity. Like everybody knew him. Even new students who were just resuming, like he was familiar with them, he was friendly with them, and everything. So me, my mind was already telling me this guy go come meet me. Like I was already preparing myself, <laughs> and so like close to first period, he just came to me and he was like, "Hi, my name is Idris. What's your name?" I was like, oh, "Please, can you just let me be? I want, I just want to be left alone." Like, but I, I couldn't obviously ignore him, so I just told him my name. And there was this other guy, Martins. We were kind of neighbors we're not really neighbors but we're kind of neighbors so we were familiar with ourselves from home before resuming school only for us to meet in school and like we're attending the same school just one the same time so it was me idris and martins the three of us although me and martins were not like friendly friendly we we started as our enemies like we didn't like each other but idris brought us closer and like so and so so mm-hmm. when i entered gs1 yeah. that was when i started taking my academic serious because number one my sister already set an incredibly high standard like it was so high that when my teachers came in yeah the first teacher that taught me in secondary school when she came in you know we introduce ourselves now yeah. the second she heard becca she didn't even care about the remaining part mm-hmm. of it she just said becca are you related to fit yeah. i was like yes ma capture she was like another one no i was like another what <laughs> What do you mean by another one? I was like, Auntie, I'm a dollar though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you the mind don't, don't take this thing that. Ah. So she was, oh she just kept God. on hyping my sister and she was like, ah, like if I'm anything, like if I'm even half of what my sister is, that uh. more, this is my class with the I was like, gang, gang, I don't enter. My parents don't set me up. Like, I was like, <laughs> so that was, that was like a wake up moment for me. Because yeah. all my life, nobody had ever had any high expectation for me. Like, it was so bad that. My mom's younger brother would come home when I was in primary school. He would come home for holidays, and he would ask us to show him our report cards. My sister obviously now first yeah. she go show him. Me, I go carry my second to last. I go show him. He would be like ah, he would take my sister out. He would go to Sizzlers, go and drink ice cream. Lava nothing. Meat pie. Oh my, they go come back. She buy nothing day. Although my sister, she was always good to me. Like she would yeah. try and like hide some things and bring back for me, and right. I would like start game. So me, I don't even send. Like yeah. they would come out to me. I go. I know yeah. I go stitch up. Yeah. So that's how bad it was. And all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where people were expecting something of me. Even me, I don't expect anything from myself. The first teacher was like imposter syndrome. Guy, like it was bad. <laughs> For the first time in my life, they, I went home. I opened book to they read. They put you for pedestal. <laughs> like, I got home. I had to open book. Home. It's like, what, is it, what weird book? sensation is this? Uh, is it, is it, I don't know how you did it. Like, I, started searching. And I used to always, whenever I go to my sister, because we're four boys, my mm. sister was the only girl. Yeah. So she had her room to herself. Mm. So me, I always, like, whenever she's in her room, I always go to her room to, like, just go and see what she's doing. Every single day I enter my sister's room, she's always in front of book book. always i'll be like guy you know the tire like what's it what why are you making us look bad (laughs) not the pain you (laughs) so i started learning from her like i started observing her so Mm -hmm. when i see if i go to her room or if i pass through her door and i see she's reading i'll just Mm -hmm. go to my room and open my books even if it's not the enter i'll just be reading a line for line line for line line for line 
and that was our first time GS1 results came out for the first time in my life. So I was in top ten. I think I came sixth. That wow, time. that was nice. Huh? That was the biggest accomplishment in my life. My teachers were like, "Ah, uh-uh, what happened now? Like, you people don't know what God has done. <laughs> you people do not know what God like. <laughs> you are saying what happened? <laughs> you don't understand that. Do you yeah. know when I showed <laughs> the miracle? When I showed behind. when I showed my parents, mm. no, I showed my mom my because I went to school to pick up my report card. Mm. So when I opened it in the, in the staff room, I mm. saw sixth. I was looking for if there was something behind, like in front of me, like twenty six or like, ah, I just saw six. It was just there six. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So my teachers were like, I know you can do better. I know you. I was like, let me go and meet people that understand me. <laughs> I took my report card home. I showed my mom. One more. That day I chopped chicken. Before huh? deserve more. Like everybody was so happy. Like for six, my sister was. I think she came. She had this um classmate secondary school. Secondary school. She had one in primary school. She had mm-hmm. one in secondary school. Who they were always like, neck, neck, like yeah. Next so neck. in pa- in um, primary school she had Shafa, in secondary school she had Jessica, and I think um, where me they were two in secondary school where me and Jessica. Oh boy. So they were always like bottle, yeah. yeah. So she I think she came in first or second. I can't remember. And she was still sulking me with my six. <laughs> Clear with my Buka, Like I was so feeling myself. <laughs> so when I saw that report yeah. card. It now like I was like, well, I can actually do better. Yeah, actually. So like that was where like the reality dawned on me that I need to take my studies serious. Yeah. And I promise you, if I had gone to the school I wanted, say mm-hmm. Jason, where my friends were there, every bro, the jungle. Only God knows how my life would have turned out. But like that was how I started my journey in taking my academic serious. I was still kind of relaxed. Yeah. Like I didn't really take my academics serious serious till i got to let's say probably ss1 because after i took that sixth i went back to 15. <laughs> my next report card i go baby 15. steps baby steps from 15 i went forward to 11. Mm-hmm. then yeah, i can't remember like the remaining report i just remember i got sixth 15 then 11. then from gs to gs3 i was just I was I was there and around. Yeah, I know. Like I was not I was not the uh, Ludo, yeah, but I was not the whiskey. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So like I was just there. And yeah. luckily for me, I was finding favor in my teachers, like with my teachers. Mm-hmm. Like if they even write me on Facebook and my name is there, they would be like, ah, no, now. Remember there was one incident we went to go and play ball yeah. without taking permission from our school. A friend of mine, Ovo, mm-hmm. while we're playing the match, there was a tackle that like he entered. The next thing I was forward, I was playing striker. I was forward, he was in defense. Mm. I heard one sound, like it was like it was like a loud, I don't don't even know how to describe it. It was just a very sharp sound, yeah. Then he just remained on the ground. He didn't shout nothing, he just remained on the ground. So, everybody, we kept on playing, but he was still on the ground, he couldn't stand up. Then we started going close. There was one of our classmates, Uchina. He just went close to him because he was in defense too. He went mm. close to him. The next thing we heard was blood of Jesus. Yeah? My mind just went far. We walked down. Maybe I just got close. I saw my guy's leg was Dangling. 180. Yeah? I was like, what is happening? So when the news filtered back to school now, yeah. they came to assembly. We knew we're dead. Like we're just waiting for the, the confirmation. confirmation. Yeah. So we just Condemn got to us. assembly now. Yeah. Our um principal then, Uncle Joe, he was like if you know you went to play ball on Friday last week, fall out, come out. 
That's what boy is just a fallout. Uncle Shine fallout too. Like I could see the shock on my principal's face. He was like, You I'm all bro. That was how they took us from assembly. They just took us down to the proprietor's office. Mm-hmm. We knelt down from assembly, first period, second period, third period, fifth period, down to break. Right. We were kneeling down on that hot sun. The proprietress, her um, younger sister, she had this talk shop in where she sells things. So we knelt down close to this woman, kept on raining abuses on us. She was insulting. We just did it. We, just, we didn't know this. All this, when we were there, we were typing later, suspension later. <laughs> so you have the suspension uh, kid. They did. They gave us later to take home. I didn't even tell anybody. I just got my later, I put it in my bag. The next day, I bath, enter Okada, go school. And I just reached kids. I just stroke, come on my uniform, go my friend, please. My I could I could not picture telling my parents that I was suspended in school. Okay. Like I could not picture it. All of us were At like least, all of us are play the match. It's just let me tell you my suspension story. As I was suspended in excess one totem. one totem. This was how this was, was very funny. So so in SS1 I was like famous. I, I was in SS1, I was already captain of Red House. I had seen all the statistics, but I was captain of Red House because I was really good at football. Mm. Right from at the, at the score pieces, different headers, senior man, Golazo. and no kind go on the score, anything at the score, and beat defender score, anything. So I was already captain of Red House. This one, imagine on top of that, I did do book. So it was already getting into my head. I could, so it, the fact of people saying I had pride, I could not blame them. Maybe to me, it was not pride, because that that's just man that just raised his shoulder. No, that's not who I am. <laughs> So I was really getting, I was really popular in school. Yeah, any small thing, I, I was, that's when I think that's when my anger issues were already, it was already coming like really, just, just the bubble, the bubble. You know when was I boy nine, the way they cook temperature by temperature, so it was already gliding up, lining up. So this was what happened. I was suspended for two weeks in Totem SS1. Guess what happened? So I had like, I had like, I was popular now. So it was only right to um, my school sister. Oh, sorry. I had a school daughter, Docas, <laughs> and my school daughter had in SS1. What am I doing? School daughter, that was a foolish. That was when I, I my foolishness started. What was I doing? School daughter, so she had like a school mother, too. So, what would you call so school father and school mother? So, my school wife, let me call my school wife, her name was Mary Luashekun. So, we had so already, uh, and I was very serious now. Book now, just book we are doing. Yeah, teach to get help her grow. I think Doctor's now is in Canada, UK, I can't remember. She's not in the country. So something happened. something happened. So I was really I was a hot boy now. The girls were always I was really around girls, you know. Then on to go. I passed one girl liked me. Almighty to go. One girl liked me. So went went I think we went for break or something. So me and the girl were chatting on to go. I thought it was joke joke. She was in love with me. Me, I was not. Re- You're catching cruise. <laughs> so I, I swear to God, I thought it was just one of those things because I had done it before with another girl. Mm-hmm. The girl was my SS. I was my SS one. I think it's another girl. Don't call her name. <laughs> don't call. Don't call. Yeah, don't call her name. So she, <laughs> so like I didn't get, and it worked perfectly. Like when we got to school, we did like nothing happened. It just we let it be to go. I'm not in for this shit in school. I gave me to read my book. Okay, I better go. No man, for my clean sheet. So I did the game with another girl. And this time, I passed my catch feeling. So when we came back to school, I'll see. I'll not talk to her because I felt you don't pass. Do business like that. What happened in Togo stays in Togo. Exactly, exactly. So, so it was not funny. It became funny. So one day, in the business of doing my normal snobbing, 
she wrote she wrote a letter on the paper and she threw it away uh, during, during break she threw it she dropped it on my decks i didn't see it she dropped it under my book because i kept the book on my table i went out I went to dining i came back so we had like economics class I still remember. I want. Oh God, I have a very photogenic memory. My memory. I remember pictures there. Everything. How it was. <laughs> I was in the middle row, seated. Economics was my favorite subject. Miss Momo, someone was really kind, great teacher. Was my favorite subject because I did killer. Maybe not because I didn't know I'm a So we're in that class, and I saw a letter on my desk. I saw the name. I did not read the letter. I just treat. I treat. I gave it back to her. Then she now passed it back to me. And I treat on the ground. I squeezed that shit on the ground. Then a girl in my class, name was Joy. She just took a paper and like, Ma, look at the letter. Somebody gave something that's something to the ground. Bruh, that was when my whole life crumbled. I swear that was when my life crumbled. Because, like, guy, why did you do that? She's an op. Even up to say, I don't think I can really respect or like Joy. If I see her today, I was still part of Joy. Because that's what she did. It was not even cool at all. She just saw it. She took the staff room. She was trying to solve it. Our FCS, like, Patron, so I got free soil. It's like Sanya really disappointed in you. Blah blah blah. My style is SS3. MG, my style is SS3. My style is SS1. Like your style is SS3. If I'm not hearing anything about, but you, yeah, this is what you are doing. Blah blah blah. Like my name is not my attachment. My person really letter give me. You cannot blame me that. Someone just that to me. I don't read. I told them. I don't start from my sister. I don't even read this letter. I don't read the letter. Which one is? Yeah, disappointed. Disappointed in me. I wonder was a joke. I didn't even mind. I just bone. That's I can bone face. I just bone my face because I really. A guy, I have class to go back to, sir. Oh, but I will start from that. I finish. She said we should go to the letter. If I know, Bama saw the letter. Bama laughed. Bama invited me. And, but they hot invited boy. Bama invited me. Now you the hot. Bama invited me and the girl to explain ourselves. So we explained ourselves. We told him what happened. I said, like, like I said, sir, I didn't read the letter. The girl was now. We just for her to open her mouth and said, sir, but on to go. That's what I promised <laughs> So we took us back to go. So it was about to go, like, you set this, yourself up for failure, my guy. <laughs> I said, like, My phone is not here. Which one is to go? You want me to grab my phone from home? I'm a bother. I can't go home. You get safe from to go. I said, Sir, I did not say anything to go. Get brought her phone. I saw messages. Whoa. I said, I said, Sir, in school, I did not do anything. Can't, can't, can't punish me for anything. Something I did not do in school. Now. Something I did at home. So the other day, the case, they took no, us because our school, had, teacher, I that one. our school had this night committee on the Friday. It took us before this night committee. People were passing. And people are passing the hall. People and the hall is big. They're like, eh, it is something like this. Where did they interrogate them like this? And again, so they brought some witnesses. They brought some people that were in class when anything happened. Took my aunt, I brought aunt. At time I was school, they were doing strict, strict on discipline. Blah blah blah. So then after that, then they now said. So after then, the man now said, "My fault is I should not be playing with girls anyhow. Like playing with girls' feelings anyhow. So imagine it's a someone they already did them like <laughs> girls. It's always funny to me. Like that's not my intention, ma." Where is this coming from? So after that one happened, they did not advise us. The man, Mr. Ibrahim, was an English teacher. I was like, Sandy, I'm really disappointed. Is this why your academics is going down? This is what you're doing with your spare time of reading. All the stuff, 90 kind, 90 pain me. So I was really offended. I went to, to hostel. Ah, I did not eat Friday Friday. I slept. I was angry with myself. And like, money, why did you do this? I want to do this. You know the kind of we did this to you. I did and funny enough, I didn't even put the girl's emotion into consideration. I think that's one thing I did wrong. The fact that I was just thinking about myself. I didn't yeah. know how she felt. Yeah. So, but I just felt like I was really young, so I didn't. I was really dumb. We did plenty dumb things. So the funny thing was, after that happened, then she, I heard she came to school, and like they called her mom, told her mom. So she came to school that she was a day student. It was May twenty seven, yeah, two thousand and thirteen. 
God have a claim. Meeting on the thing where Petrens day. So the brothers went to play ball outside. Guy just for me to be on the field playing ball, struggling to score. They tackle me. Next thing, someone just came telling me that ah, how far that will be a good drink hypo. Jesus. They are taking out this. Apart from that, kill herself. I, wait, she was depressed or because of love? I don't we know. Work. I don't even know what happened. Guys, like, it's not be the same thing with the term where I take you nine to ten this game. Which one be? Or this one? So, apart, people had heard in school, everybody already knew the G's. That is what happened. She sent letter, signed, signed, the letter, blah, blah, blah. So, she threw, like. She legit drank hypo. My brother. People that know the story know the story now. She drank hypo. School was upside down. Me, I defeat the sweat, the dry scoggle. I know wow. that day. They told me that this girl drank hypo. My spirit became weak. That proprietor, that they've told Chairman and proprietress. That the school is upside down. That proprietress said, Chairman was saying that ah, that some of us will have to leave the school. Blah 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 blah. That one kind of influence. Are you for real? I swear. I was just in SS1 and taught him. I was like, when I'm tr- at this point that my life is coming together, this is what wants to happen yeah, to me. Yeah, just trying to figure out. Yeah. So it was really bad for me, really bad. I was like, God, what's happening? What's happening? That's when it affected me. I could not sleep. It was a whole problem because I could not sleep. Next day, came to face judgment. Next day, I said, ah, they said, we well, have to suspend both of us. Nah. People in the hostel were not teasing me, boys in the hostel were not teasing me. Because of you, get one key as Because of you, get one key as It was so painful then. I did not mm. know how to take it. At least I could have coped with suspension, but some this kind of drama being attached to suspension. I won't go tell my mama see get one drink hypo because of me, kill herself. For enough, how that was gonna tell my father, my mother. For enough, that was when I felt the first time that I really felt that my parents and my parents love me. Because when it happened, they called me to assembly. I don't know they get flog me, they called me and they get to assembly. I just boom my face, they called me. They are hereby suspending you two weeks. All my enemies that know I'm the guy first. That's the jubilee. I knew. Then I said, like, oh no, I will not God. enter school premises that will help me pack my bags and bring it wow. to the place where from there they'll take me home. Yeah, so my parents said they were not going to come. My parents did not come to pick me. So I was there to like school hours or close 2 p.m. So the proprietor's son, Uncle Kumi, was like my guy there because yeah. we were really close. We had like this elder brother and younger oh, brother wow. friendship. It was really like, was, like somebody I looked up to then. It was really cool. I was like, oh, but which kind of fuck up be this now? He was speaking to me. My uncle, like, I don't know how to escalate like this. Even me, I'd known how the everything just blew out of proportion. So the girl drank hypo. So I know that at that time she had gotten what she had. They suspended both of us. She was crying. I didn't even cry. Hmm. So when we, were going, when we were going home, I said, that's when my uncle just not saying funny. She cried till I got home. Took my bag. Uncle me, uncle me, and that. He didn't even allow me. I think that's one of the things he did. He covered for me. He didn't hmm. even allow me to see where's my parents. Just entered. My mom was at home. My dad had traveled. I just come out from work, so he explained to my mom. My mom was not even angry with me. I remember when I entered, <laughs> my mom was like, "Okay." Like my mom was not gonna blame me. That why would the girl do that? That she's on the road, road letter. I did not accept. <laughs> she's still not going to still drink hypo. So my mom was like, "That school did not do that. They're not supposed to suspend me. Yeah. Like every right, there was no, there was no yeah. moral ground to have suspended me because what I did, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, sorry, me. sorry to cut you, but schools they need to learn how to handle." situations like this this, that are not education related because don't forget you are bringing your children you are the the education is like a whole package yeah you're not just bringing them to learn mathematics or english yeah true this is what will mold them to become the kind of people that they want to become yeah true so traumatizing a kid like that with this kind of thing i feel like they did not handle it well exactly it 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 makes me remember there was an incident that happened when I was in primary school where there was this girl he liked. I think her name was Nifi or something. I can't remember. So, <laughs> trust Ezra now. 
Like he was lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that was the first girl that he like likes because this I saw someone that likes people easily. Yeah. So like it was you evidence that yeah, <laughs> like he likes this girl. So there was a, there was there was a period like I think they were going on holiday or something. Yeah. Or they were done with school for the day, so he was going home. Yeah. And he just came in and he just pecked. <laughs> Oh, you start a spread, dude. Say, my brother, don't go kiss girl. I said, wait there. Like, I was, I was so coming. I was like, what's going on? Do you know? They blew this thing like, out of proportion. Out so much yeah. out of proportion. Like it became a whole thing. Like so, this was bad I'm boy. Like, sco- like, sco- you know, <laughs> the actual bad guys, bar. You don't even catch them. Yeah, smooth criminals. So, uh, uh, me, I went to secondary school. I know it, what I use my eyes. This is how they catch uh-uh. like thief. Should. Uh-uh. <laughs> So like schools, they need to learn how to yeah handle situations that, especially the ones that are not education yeah, related. I, I think I liked the way my mom and my dad handled it. Um, those two weeks they just give me food to chop, hmm. and I think this is where I knew. I think that's first time. I, I think this was the first time I felt genuine love from somebody else. There was this girl, Favor. Well, she's dead now. Blessed memory. Oh, wow. So rest her soul. Rest in peace. While I was in suspension, me and Favor were always quarrelling. So I did not know she. I did not know that people really liked me as a person, as a friend, till I was suspended. So while I was suspended, people was always copying my notes, doing my assignment, doing oh, my wow. projects. The reason she was not able to do was write my test. So any test that she knew she could beg the teacher to postpone till I get back to school, she would beg. Wow. I swear, we were supposed to have a first. I remember like some teachers when I came back, they was like, "It's because of favor we are doing this thing for you." Hmm. So I felt. No, that's that's I felt really, really love. I felt really emotional. That's when I knew Favor likes me. Even though Favor calls me fool, I might be angry, but it will melt. I'm like, guy, nah, she's just angry. Favor really likes me. So, me and Favor are really close. If any, anytime any other girl wants to come close to me, she'll look in. Hmm. Favor. <laughs> hmm, Favor. But Favor was like really my. Because that thing she did alone made her end my respect. Even if we had yeah. issues on that. Because yeah. how I coping with not doing just for you, I still do it mm-hmm. for somebody else. So, she helped me close that gap. So, my haters, they were saying that I'm not coming back to. Me. So when the king came Proof back, them wrong. <laughs> so it was really funny. Oh my haters! But when my I came haters. back, when I came back, I became really calm. Like I became really cool-headed. Like some things that would get me angry before, stopped getting me angry. I was like, guy, it's not what it. We do all this whole drama that happened. Not everything like life. Nothing really did this life. We just calm down. Do your thing. That's what made me calm. My sister was really calm. No too much drama. Just football, banter. One girl liked me. I asked her. Hope you're not going to do anything. Nah, it's really <laughs> cool. I like that. So then something happened. Shana, you know that school relationship, you know, you know the last. Something, yeah. something will happen. You just move past it. So that's what happened, Sha, with whole, the whole emotional thing. But I just liked the way my parents handled it. Even if I had some faults, which they told me. Yeah. But it was they were still able to, like, you know, like, it's not totally your fault. These things happen. Yeah. And it's okay for these things to happen. So they don't make you feel like out of place that this thing happened. Those are my parents just like, this child, how do you do this kind of thing? This kind yeah, of thing is not supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. They didn't make me feel that way. They made me feel like, oh, these things happen. Just that next time you control your emotions better. Yeah. And instead of doing this, you should do this. When I two weeks, I flex, I do Yahoo, I watch film. When I came <laughs> back, I, I became homesick. I, I fell sick in school. That take me back home. Then meet them happen. After meet them, and I resume properly to school. Because yeah. I was sick. Home, I think homesickness. The blends just do me that period. I like my enemies were just working overtime. They were doing twenty-four hour shift. So backtrack from secondary school. Self, even going to uni, going to uni was kind of, you know, was kind of um complicated. 
because I got my admission easily, just got into uni. Not that I knew that book was hard. Lecture will just come and teach you rubbish. And you, my guy, sort yourself yourself. Sort yourself yourself into the column. Just do your ah, thing. It's it was in uni I discovered a lecturer can legit come to class just once and set exam questions. Bruh. And I'm like, who won't write them? I never see that kind of educational process. Like who won't write them? I saw a video on Twitter trending where the guy was like, <laughs> lecturer sent for um, 900 pages PDF as a rough concentration. Say, pick, pick your struggle. <laughs> pick your struggle. That's what they call that word. God. I really, I really struggle in university because ah, I'm someone that used to pick what teacher says. Coming from secondary school, just go admission yeah. gliding. Like, my head is hot. Don't come and, yeah, they just pour what just quench my body. Mm. When I go to uni, I say, yeah, about hustle. Mm. Like, bro, leave book also. I was in 100 level. Guys were really like, yeah, this is not bad. I'm in hustle and I'm with this. This book thing was so a lot of um ideologists was coming to play. I was like, guy, where I, I was like, where I come from? What is this? Is doesn't even really think that matter is your book. After I did the first semester, first semester was so hot. It was not far around for my matric because I traveled back home. I remember my sister at home, she's called me 5.0. They changed my name when I was like, guy, my name was 5.0 inside my house, 5.0 because I said. I was going to get 5.0 GP. But after I came back from first semester, I told them to stop calling me that name. I was like, guy, please don't traumatize me. It's not what it seems. Don't traumatize me because lecturers not come to class. Mr. Zwanva lecturer, he didn't even really know what he was doing. He was Jafar. was head of business admin. He didn't really know what he was doing. So it was really crazy. I was like, guy. I was like, I don't... And they will project their incompetence on the students. Yeah, and their insecurities also. You're not good. Do not tell me that you stand that is not good. Do not tell was solving something. It was not English. So it's because we were telling him rubbish to impute different because i had a lot of math to do uni like you were the one telling him to impute all these things that's why he did not get the answer so you got you come to class you're not choosing anything you gaslight us call us fools hmm. those that were not good enough so much insecurities and you know this is just our own experiences based off of what we experience like yeah. as guys this is our own for women it's a whole different ball game yeah like so, what they see and what they experience bro you don't even want to know yeah so in uni it was it was really crazy for me all these things happening rockstar so after first semester, I tried to do my German chances. It didn't work. When I came home, I had to do a lot of inner search. I was like, Emmanuel, how do you make this work? How do you make uni work for you? I had to search. I was like, oh, I can't do this the way this thing is. So I had to create my own niche. Like, tell myself that you have to do things differently now. This is not secondary school. Then this is when I started reading a lot. I was reading books. Non-educational, I go read. Friction, no, I go read. No kind of kind because I needed to develop my brain at that point in time. So because this work now, now you go teach yourself. Nobody's doing it for you. Nobody, you can't carry your questions. I go and ask these people. They don't even have time for you. Uni is another ball game. Mm. In uni, there is politics. In uni, there's there's whole lot happening there's in uni. So lot. I had to calm myself down. That my mind is like church, church and book, church and book. Leave social activity. I know when I go when I, before I went to, uni, I was going, to, I was going to, I told myself I was going to attend parties. I'm going to do this <laughs> both social butterfly and the rest. When I got to uni, was my I went to my IC. I did not even have the facilities to be social. <laughs> Which money I want you to do all this <laughs> So it was because you go to uni, see guys ride driving car. Yeah. See guys doing a lot. So I don't want to like have all these things. So in uni, I really struggled. I struggled in for my first uni. I struggled with at some point I think I lost my identity. I think I never know where I was. I was just at some point I was just winging it. But thank God for, you know, breaks where we have to come back and search for ourselves. Tell ourselves, oh my, we're not doing this thing right. You know, funny enough, a lot of people did not know that. I was really smart because I used to crack jokes. I can argue football, hmm. you know, I can say love stupid things. Fair enough, I can intentionally just be saying stupid things. I can just decide that for this one week, any conversation we're having, cruise, things I would just be saying better. 
And people will not ah like this boy. This boy no even serious. There's one boy I play ball with. He's like guy. One day he came to me. Like guy, I don't see you smart. I can see you. <laughs> you just be like what random boy. Oh the way he said the mumu, the mumu. I'm like guy, this sounds offensive, but I'll take it as a thank you. <sighs> but I don't know where to pick the in between lines. But I think I'll take it as a thank you, boy. It sounds sounds offensive because guy, what's not they do? I bet mean, should I tone down this whole dumb dumb things I'm using? A lot of people don't know that I was smart. A lot of people just think ah, money. A lot of people don't know I read books. Maybe it's because I don't have people to interact with. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's why I used to always say when you find people that like you, hold them tight too. Don't let them go. Because of people they have the struggle that oh, people feel oh, Emmanuel is money can see stupid. Me, ha, it was very popular then. Money for you to know I'm smart, you have to be like in a circle when I'm studying, I'm talking about something deep, I'm trying to explain something I love. That's why I, I love geography a lot. So when I'm trying to explain landmarks and the rest, people will always find it fascinating. Mm. One guy was like, Guy, why you not become pilot? I was like, Nah, this is one of my hobbies. If I should talk about something else that like mm-hmm. you ask me why don't become this one too. So it's not asking why don't I become this? Why don't I become this? Just like hobbies. Yeah. So a lot of people did not understand. I think that's what people should learn how to do. Find people around you who understand you. When a lot of people take you for granted, like take you like, oh, you're just this person and they don't see this side, it's easier for them to judge you and they don't really know you. Mm. And I think it's not fair to an extent. A lot of people don't know. Probably that's why sometimes and then I know I'm smart. That's why anytime I'm saying stupid, probably lens are just like this boy. I won't win, mm, but we know. <laughs> we know, we know, actually know. So in uni, people like, they really know that. Well, and I don't really care. I just wanted to be there. I can argue football. One guy, one guy thought, he's a guy, bless the only person in football. I was like, guy, now so, he doesn't even know I know me. Exam, what did he beg me for? Exam, when exam reached, people don't beg me for answer. People come ah, especially smart too. So that, you see the disparity, a lot of people don't know. And I did not take it because I wanted to be really, like, free to everybody. Like, I wanted to be able to relate to everybody. Me and you, we're supposed to have something in common that we should be able to talk about now. Yeah. It's not proper that we should have something to talk about. A lot of people don't know I could read books. A lot of people don't know that this boy was really serious with his life. They just thought I was just winging it. I was just one of those random boys. And I think that's how I wanted to be. I just wanted to be a random person. I don't want my spotlight to be on my head. What is that this one do? When spotlight is on your head, that's when you know that you can make plenty of mistakes. A lot of people not be picking on your mistakes. A lot of people not be picking on your struggles. Because I remember one time I became really popular in school, in uni. You guys see me, I do this one, yes, one, yeah, me and this person get problem. Even when me and someone doesn't have problem, somebody's already passing room with ah, see me and person get problem inside class. Because of now, eyes are now on you. If you do something, the other people blow it out of proportion. So it was really, I struggled with that. So I had to low-key, low-key, I had to, um, when you're popular, but to come back low-key is like literally impossible. You have to do a certain level of hide and seek. So I used to go to law library. Law library was really far. From my faculty, I had to go to the library to read. They hide to read. Not like I wanted to do it. We had a library in our department, mm-hmm. faculty, but I didn't want people to see me in that like I don't want people to start judging me that oh, oh, you can't class, come people come, they say, oh, you can't come the library, come they read. Who oh, they try to see? Mm-hmm. They try because I had a click, like, and my click, they don't like to read. So, you know, you know, you lived in library alone, like, ah, you know, you did see So, I needed to distract myself from all those things. So, I had to move. Yeah. Even my project, if I did a fresh topic. Did a fresh topic. I needed the challenge. I did a fresh topic. I had to go and do a lot of research. So I was really scarce. My guys were like, guys, we know they see you. What's in the happen? What's in the happen? So all those things are like, guys. And it took me a lot. How do I start explaining all these things to them? So I was like, guys, this is already towards the end. Yeah. So, so I just remember one funny story now. In uni, while I was in uni, but while I was doing my project, so I used to go to this bank, first bank, because my prayer had to do with the banking industry. So I used to go to bank. I used to go and do 
um, auditing for them. I used to audit. I'll be there. I can spend like two days, no lecture, because for level, no lectures too much. You know? So yeah. two days, I'll go there. At some point, they just tell me to wear, I should dress corporate. So that you be like, I'm a banker. But I was not really a banker. I was just doing research. You're not a banker, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not really a banker. You're not a banker. Uh-huh. I was not like <laughs> really a banker. I mean, they call it, I did process. Eh, you know be banker. Don't worry. But I was working. Okay. okay. Like, I was acting. It's actually okay. like I was working because it okay. would look out of place now. Just yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just like there. But you're not a banker. Yeah, I was not a banker. Mm-hmm. So I was doing research. And so after I left, um, after I left First Bank, I went to Union Bank. So I was Union Bank, still doing the same thing. And from nowhere, after I, I think I was almost fine, I told them that, okay, I'll not be coming back. I've got everything I need to then I said that the manager wants to see me. I went to the manager's office. I mean, I said I should come. That is already late. I'm not really late. I should come. He's leaving the office. And I should come back next week. So I was already, I've already wrapped up my project then. So when I went back next week, I went to give them. I went to give like the person that really helped me. I didn't give him a thank you gift. So I was like, I was like, the manager said I should come this week. Oh, is he around? He said, no, the manager's not around. But when he comes, he'll remind him. So when the manager came back, so I got a call. I should come. So when I come, they said they offer me a job after I finish 400 level. Dashkuma work in the bank, in your own bank. I was like, brah. It was really funny. <laughs> they said, okay, they said they'll be paying me how much? How much did they say? They said, you pay me 50,000. Dashkuma work with them. Then let's see where it goes. Since I was a student, I just finished. I, yeah. just, uh, I was like, brah, was like, so I live in Abuja. I was like, this is like one time opportunity. And guess what? Also, I got another offer from Wemba Bank also. Then wow. Wemba Bank said, Dashkuma work with them too. Like Biko, it's my life tied to the bank industry. And for somebody that's gone to brag that class that I'll never work inside a bank. <laughs> except the little place I wanted to work in the bank was with the investment people, investment yeah, investment, yeah, investment banker. Bank. That's the only thing that would trigger me to work in this place. So I got like two job offers. Ah my cost me my cost me like baba baba do the two now. Like one well, 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 say, ah he mum person could take do two jobs. It was really funny. Well, I said, give me one. I said nah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I had my main account was in Union Bank account because I knew some, I knew somebody there and he called me I was like guy just come on for the number. So funny enough, I went there. I was working there for like because I was still in school. I never buy my project. I was I was working there for like two weeks. So I, for the two weeks, I finished my project. It was time to leave uni finally. That's when the master did. Like guy. Yeah. They gave me the fifty k. Imagine working two weeks. They gave me fifty k. I knew the one that to loan me that. Mm-hmm. I was like. Like guy hold you down. Like guy just my guy just stay. Funny enough, do you know I never told my parents about this thing? Because if I told them, they told me to they have told me to stay. Probably they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> so, that, so that they don't judge me. So it was two weeks, they gave me 50k. It was time for me to leave school. I don't finish. I don't have anything business. I hated that place. Not the school, I hated the land. Because a lot of bad things yeah. were going on there. It was yeah. not and me and Kyle they were always talking about something. Kyle they always tell me that. People, there's something about geographic location. There's something about some certain places that you cannot just prosper beyond a certain level of. Yeah, once you hit a yeah, certain height, you can't pass yeah, that ceiling. You can't come, and that's one. And I, I told them that I had no idea to stay here to work. That probably go help me anyway. I'm going to do. Like they still begged me. The man I say, okay, we're paying seventy k. That's like, I was like, it's like these people. It's like these people know I have something. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I have and seventy k is like it won't cut it for me. And for me to stay, here, I'm risking my life. Stay. Here. This is a place where people come and they have issues. Blah blah. But make I no call them. They come shoot me one day. Like then I had to leave. So I had. So after I left, and I go home, 
the next year i remember it was 2019 ending then come to 2020 corona now happened Over, and i felt up and i was like guy why did i just stay back at least corona nobody for be the, coming out for just like, the chill they chop the chop bank money guy why now about i've been the hottest <laughs> boy and imagine getting into the banking sector that early yeah i spoke to somebody i was looking up to then he had graduated like 2100 levels 400 levels he was doing well in lagos and he said something he said if i had remained and i had got in the bank sector early no how there's no how i will not reach the top because there was no how i was not going to be climbing so it wasn't ascending i told him that i did not feel like i had facilities to work in the bank because banking banking was like my least course i liked because yeah. i was not really even doing well banking that was because I, I knew i was that was my boogie boogie course like my boogie course because what is one that people are telling me that i would do so well in banking i don't feel like it is my thing so the pressure was already heaping so they called so i called somebody there like okay can i come back me i'm the kind of person like that time man anything you tell me to worry me so much that mm-hmm. i will just do your opinion so i called them that should i come back and work in this bank because guy corona was kicking my ass corona was guy staying at home all day and i'm not the kind of person that will just say let me pick up and creative hobby that i'm doing yeah from there it's done into my it always backfire so i was like nah so after then i was like okay let me just work here or something so he said, okay, do them to come back home, but back to the 50 kids that originally were paying me. I was like, um, should I do this? That's when I, so I had issues with internal conflicts. Imani, is this the right thing? Like, guy, I, I was like, Tom, Imani, I really left this life. Just move forward. I was like, well, I was not going to come back. So that's when I left banking life, two banking jobs in Aimba. I came to Abuja after Corona. I was, me and Enza were already, I think me and Enza were, flying Enza to Wingist. That's when Nenza, I think that's when Nenza was doing a lot of self-realization. <laughs> he was trying to find himself. Yeah. So it was just like a journey. We're just facing through. I was like, oh boy. You just say this banging thing will come back bite me. You see, fear of regret is greater than regret. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I that fear. Completely. The fear of make I know regret this thing later is greater than the regret you feel. The pain you feel. So it was already. So it was not making me move forward. It was not making me move backward. It just kept me in the middle. And they said, there's nothing as worse as just being lukewarm. You're not there. Not there. So we just me do. Because, you know, you have broken down to the fact of you don't know what to do. You had a crossroad. You don't, you have fear of making a mistake. Yeah. But fear of moving forward. So it was just there. So after the whole banking thing, like, that was when I now realized that, um, I had to transition. So my sister, my sister had transitioned into a startup. That was the first time I heard about, like, first time I really knew about startup. I knew about startup, but I heard about startup in 20. So I was like, why don't you transition into this i think you're really good at it and from then i, I started reading about startups a lot of research i thought okay i'll be investment guy in startup like guy this is not really fun as they love money if you can predict something that the company lose all their money mm. <laughs> you come and hold it so it was a very it's a very risky job so i started reading a lot about like a startup i watched someone told me that oh there's a startup series self and watch it i watched the whole series just to embrace my mind in what i think i would like and i felt yeah. like this is really interesting why don't you do it and that's when i went I like guys this is i think this is what i want to do in the next phase of my life yeah and funny enough i don't see myself doing it just nigeria because nigeria startups and nigeria go first kill startups the other african mm-hmm. countries i would love to so there's a lot of exploring i want to do yeah so the yeah. whole dilemma with life choices and you know funny on it. i remember when i said i wanted to become a front-end engineer i wanted to change occupation like guy right if you chatted accountant too like make it make sense mm-hmm. and someone told me like brah 
this thing where you don't do in your life plenty of people they try depending on speaking pigeon them just plenty of people they try get this thing for you even old men mm. they try to get them and they never get them you you get platter of place you won't change occupation i said now so did they do now i didn't understand that's what they do now but the way i interpret it is blessing are so these youngins like these young yeah, people yeah, now yeah. so now they dig do things and i felt really bad like oh it's not already really discouraged me because i felt oh why I did, why at this point are you trying to change when you're already good really really good at something mm-hmm. something you have built from when you're secondary school this is the life of project beautiful let me see if eight years get into this place why would you want to change i was like oh my now it's okay low low internal conflict again trying to figure out what i wanted to do so after then I had to just i did not know fine enough i did not know if this technique was going to work for me because i had fine enough, i used to read a lot of research i was reading on kura a lot of people said they tried to be software engineers and uh, along the way they gave up because it became too tedious and it became too much so when i now i just read an article on medium about somebody talking about his life about how he changed from being a i think a drug delivery man in the u.s yeah to becoming one of the best startup engineers he had made over 200k dollars over the span of his work and it was not about the money it was the change the trajectory of the change that transition. affected me yeah transition of the change how he transitioned from so like guy, if this guy can do it i know the brago i'm not trying to be to him or oh, guy you smash this thing if you pure mind it i was like guy no going back again this was not what i wanted to do i remember the journey was i struggled struggled there is maths maths was kicking my ass because i didn't have any teacher i was teaching myself but through the journey what i'm trying to say is let me not tr- make this too long what i'm trying to say is these stages will happen as we walk through this journey i don't know what's waiting for me next tomorrow something might come and i say i don't want to be a software engineer anymore mm-hmm. i want to be but for something if something i've always opened my mind to is that i want to be able to accept change this is just like the journey we'll never know how it ends we'll never know how it ends i think we'll never know how it ends but i think this is what life is about i think this is what life is about trying. yeah i think this is what life is about that we learn from our mistakes and move past our mistakes yeah. And make life worth it yep i think that's what to say mm-hmm. so um i think for anybody that is going to listen to this episode we've already like shared our hearts out and if they did not know us well before they will certainly know us well now so thank you guys for listening to this episode thank you thank you you thank know you. the drill subscribe to our podcast google like. podcast on spotify on apple podcast we're coming up on youtube shortly praise jehovah we're coming up on sh- youtube shortly be there mark attendance follow us on instagram the high road podcast you know tag tag us on instagram we spread the word yep spread the gospel that we are coming to town yeah 